Thank God he deserves your thanks. His love never quits. Thank the God of all gods. His love never quits. Thank the Lord of all lords. His love never quits. Thank the miracle working God. His love never quits. Thank you, Kay. Y'all are welcome to, to stand. We're going to continue together in song.
Welcome to be seated. So today marks the beginning of the fourth week of Advent, a season of longing and waiting and expectation. Um, I mentioned this to a few of us uh, last week during our corporate prayer, but Advent in many ways um, is a lot closer to Lent than it is Christmas. You might say it this way, Advent is to Christmas as Lent is to Easter. Advent is a season of remembering and reflecting, but it's also a season of being honest with ourselves about why it is that Jesus Christ had to come in the manner that he did and do the things that he did in the first place. Advent is a season about remembering and considering why it is that Jesus Christ was born and ultimately killed on a cross as a suffering servant, the savior and redeemer of a broken world. Advent is a season, it's been said, to look at the darkness that precedes the dawn that is Christmas morning. Therefore, Advent is a season of grief, of mourning, of the reality of the world, that because of sin, there remains much suffering and much sorrow, and things aren't quite like we would like them to be. And so Advent is a season of longing and waiting and hoping for Christ, who came once as a powerless baby, but will come again as a powerful king. And during Advent, we've been lighting candles to remind us the symbol of that the light has come, that it is here, as we just sang, and it will come again. That the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, as John tells us. You see, the light, it helps us see. It helps us in our acknowledgement and our repentance as it shows us all the ways in which we too contribute to the brokenness of this world. And it illuminates our lives to, to show us our need for a savior, Jesus Christ. And over the previous weeks, we've lit the hope candle, Christ, the hope of all mankind, hope for all ages, the hope of glory. We've lit the peace candle, Christ, the peace of God, who makes wars cease, who turns swords into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks, who causes men to learn war no more. And last week, we lit the joy candle, Christ, the joy of our salvation, the joy of all creation, who makes rivers dance and mountains sing for joy. And this week, we light the love candle. We celebrate not only the meek, sweet, tender, gentle love of Jesus, as we imagine him a small baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, helpless in his mother's arms. We also long for the love of God to once again come down, to once again come in authority, in sovereignty, and power, and set all things right and make all things new. And we also remember the fierce love 
of a savior who suffered for our sake once. You see, the paradox of love during the Advent season recommends to us to find one's life, we must lose it. That it is better to give than to receive. That there is no greater love than this. That you might give your life for your friends. And this is the kind of love that we light on this fourth Sunday of Advent. This is the kind of love that we celebrate, that we long for, and that we remember each Advent. St. Augustine has a bit of verse that I, I read every year. I've shared this with many of you throughout the years. It's not actually a poem. Believe it or not, it is in a sermon that he preached to a church that he was uh, the pastor at, which um, Jeremy and I have a long way to go. Um, you just wait till you hear what, this is something he said in a sermon. Um, but anyways, I thought I would read it for us now as we continue to help us meditate and center ourselves on what it means that this God came in the form of a small child. Augustine, Augustine writes this, the maker of man became man, that he, ruler of the stars, might be nourished at the breast, that he, the bread, might be hungry, that he, the fountain, might thirst, that he, the light, might sleep, that he, the way, might be wearied by the journey, that he, the truth, might be accused by false witness, that he, the judge of the living and the dead, might be brought to trial by a mortal judge, that he, justice, might be condemned by the unjust, that he, the teacher, might be scourged with whips, that he, the vine, might be crowned with thorns, that he, the foundation, might be suspended upon a cross, that strength might be weakened, that he who makes well might be wounded, that love might be hated, that life might die. This is the paradox of love that Advent speaks of and that Christmas brings. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this morning as we continue in song together and we sing of a baby Jesus. May we not forget that he is strong, mighty to save, and that his steadfast love endures forever, that no one can thwart or um, undo that which he would accomplish. In Christ's name, amen. Would you stand together as we continue in song? Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. A cattle on lowing, the baby awakes. But little Lord Jesus, no cry he makes. I love you, Lord Jesus, look down on the sky. Instead, by my bedside, the morning is nigh. Jesus, I ask thee to stay, close by me forever, 
Thank you, Rebecca. If you're helping with children, um, if you are a child, you're welcome to head on back. If you're remaining in here, I invite you to, to stay standing. We're going to continue together with a reading from Revelation chapter 21. When I 
you to read the highlighted text with me. This comes from Revelation chapter 17. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. This is from Romans 12. 9 through 21. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, be associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing, for by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good.
find all love's excelling Joy of heaven to earth come down Fixing us thy humble dwelling All thy faith and mercy's crown Jesus, thou art all compassion, pure unbounded love thou art. Visit us with thy salvation, enter every trembling heart, enter
You may be seated. Good morning, everyone. Sorry about that. I'm glad you're here. And uh, today I'm just going to be leading us in a moment of reflection on uh, the Magnificat. Uh, the Magnificat is um, the movement of the Spirit of God through Mary uh, right after she uh, met with Elizabeth uh, when she was pregnant. Uh, with Jesus. It's a beautiful hymn, a beautiful psalm uh, that uh, she spoke. Uh, you just get to, to know her very intimately. Uh, it's also going to lead us into our time of communion uh, after we're done reflecting on the passage. So uh, for us, for Christmas is usually a busy season for most people. So um, I was just going to invite you to listen uh, with your heart, um, and uh, what I'm going to do is going to read the first half of the Magnificat, and just ask that you close your eyes, silence your, just try to rest into the words, and um, listen for a word or a phrase that sticks out to you, and then just uh, reflect on that word and that phrase, and then I'll read it a second time, and then once you've heard it a second time, we're going to have another couple minutes. Uh, to be quiet, uh, and then just, um, yeah, listen to see if there's anything that the Lord wants to share with you uh, for this season as we read uh, the uh, first half of the Magnificat together. So, the first time I'm going to read through it, and then we're going to have a um, minute or two of silence, and just listen for that, that one word uh, that jumps out to you and listening from your heart and less from your mind as we silence ourselves together. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things.
feel free to keep your eyes closed. Um, as I read again the passage, just uh, just want to ask together that the Lord would uh, um, reveal to you that word and um, what he's speaking to you uh, in this season. I'm going to read it again, and then we're going to have another moment of silence. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. Closing with our eyes still closed, I will read it one last time. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. As um, Dan was reading um, from Luke chapter 1, I was just reminded of that line from the Psalms where um, the psalmist writes, What is man that you are mindful of him? You've made us just below the angels, and yet you take notice of us, O Lord. And so um, I, I feel a resonance of that in Mary's word, that you have noticed 
your servant. And so uh, as we continue, I invite you to stand. There's communion elements should be in the chair in front of you. We're going to receive communion now. But as we do, and we read these words of Mary um, one last time together, um, maybe for us, uh, it's just remembering that, I mean, celebrating that the Lord sees you. Whatever you're going through this season, um, whatever struggle you might be experiencing, whatever difficulty of life you might be in, um, that as this Advent season kind of brings to the surface, you know, some um, aspect of life that it's not quite the way you would want it to be. Um, the Lord is with you, and that's what Christmas is, God with us. The Lord is with you in the good and the easy, but he is just as with you in the difficult and the hard. So let's read from Luke chapter 1. Read the highlighted text with me, and then we'll receive communion together. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit, casting down the mighty from their thrones and lifting up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel to remember his promise of mercy, the promise made to our ancestors to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. The body and blood. Oh 
says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double from all her sins, double for all her sins. A voice cries, 
In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Lord, the word of our God will stand forever. Son of God and make us new Light of the world, our hearts renew Open our inner darkness lies Oh, healing Son of justice rise We see. 
risen voice calls out Lend him your ear, your heart Though we are scattered stones We're not alone So we the road prepare Your heaven's eternal Last I say it is near Zion, messenger of good news, shout from the mountaintops. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain. That Jesus Christ is born. 
Kids kept their watching Old silent flocks by night you make peace on earth, you make peace with man. Lord, I pray that as we go into this final week of Advent, as Christmas approaches, Lord, may we be those who enjoy and experience the presence of God with us, that we would receive his life, that we would receive his joy, that we would put our hope in him, that our anxious and restless hearts would find peace in his kingdom, in his world, in his life, and that we would love 
with the love that we've received from him. And so, Lord, I pray that just as we go into this coming week, as we gather with family and friends, some of whom we may not have seen, Lord, I pray that um, we would be a light and we would be love to those that perhaps don't yet know you. Lord, as, this, as Isaiah tells us, as Micah tells us, as the scriptures oft repeat, Lord, may we scream it and shout it from the mountaintops that God has come, God is with us, He's not far off, yet he is close to each one of us, that we might reach and feel our way towards him. For in God, we live and move and have our being. And so, Lord, I pray that this Christmas, we would know that, the Lord, that you are with us. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for bearing with us this morning. God bless you all. Love you. And Merry Christmas.